Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Moderation. Today, I'm here with my friend Emily. So a little backstory about how I met Emily. We met through work. We both work at Bella Gelato. So we met through that. I started working at Bella a couple of months before Emily, right? Yeah, I started in August. Yeah, and I I started a couple. I think I started in like May. Yeah. So yeah, I started before Emily and then she got hired and she was one of those coworkers who like I kind of just clicked with and like we kind of just were able to chat with each other, but also like get our stuff done like oh yeah so effectively like it was it was great teamwork and I was like me and this girl are gonna get along well so yeah that's how our little friendship started and then we started going on little food dates outside of work and we became friends outside of work so yeah Emily hello hi thanks for having me of course thanks for being here (laughs) so before we like dive in just give us a little rundown of like who you are and like what you're up to right now. Um, my name is Emily, as Charlotte said. Um, I'm working full time and I'm school part time right now. Um, yeah, not really do much, but I just live in life, figuring it out. <laughs> I didn't know you're part time right now. Yeah. What's your major again? I'm a nursing major. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why are you part time right now? I'm taking phys in my phys lab okay. before I apply to the program, and I'm and I also can't afford it, so I'm trying to save up money like. Right. To afford it, I haven't had to take out like any loans yet, so awesome. I'm trying to avoid that. Yeah. So you're working full time at Bella. Yeah. Okay. How's that been going? It's it's okay. What are your sh- do you work day shifts or do you have like a mix? So I recently got a raise, and nice. she was like, "I can give you more money if you work more evenings and help retrain everyone." So I was like, "Perfect." So I hate working evenings. So I said yes because more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going well. We have like a new like assistant manager, and it's been really interesting getting to work with them and mm-hmm. figure it out. But it's it's going well. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about Bella. Bella. <laughs> we work at Bella Gelato. It's a coffee, pastry, and gelato, gelato shop. Place, yeah. yeah. Um, it's right downtown, so it's nice. It's a, like you know people kind of come in. You get to talk to a lot of different people, but you also get to like make a good connection with like the locals there's always workers who work at the restaurants downtown who come in for their coffee or latte before work so it's fun but yeah i'm actually on my way out of bella right now i have my last shift tomorrow morning so so sad it's the end of an era i've been (laughs) there for like two years now you're ready it's time it's time so i have my new job and yeah you moved on to better things yes. it sounds like you're loving it there it's fun i'm i'm now working i'm the assistant scheduling coordinator at the student and conference center here on campus so that's been fun because when i originally applied like i thought it was like a student position oh really yeah i did not know that and then i got the job and it was like a professional position and i was like oh wait like that's kind of cool yeah so i it's given me this like sense of this like sense of security in a way because I don't really know what my plan is post-grad and at least if I don't find a different job immediately post-grad I have this job that I can continue so it's been fun I'm learning something new I've never done something like this before yeah it seems great yeah so 
You just got a puppy. I did. I just got Winifred. Um, Winnie. Yeah. She has so many nicknames. Like, we started calling her Wieners now. And that's, like, her go-to nickname for her. But we started basic obedience classes on Tuesday. So it's been really nerve-wracking. And she's kind of an ass sometimes. I love her. She's great. <laughs> what's What's it like having to, like, care for this living thing in your life? Like, I love... It's cool to have a dog, but, like, I couldn't do it right now. Like, that's a whole nother being. It's you know? really difficult, especially when I want to, like, go out or, like, if I want to go somewhere, like, after class. I'm like, no, I have to go take Winnie out. Like, I can't do that yet. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating. And she's only, like, seven pounds at this point, so her bladder is, like, so small. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she can't go long. No. <laughs> um, but it's been good. I've gone out once this semester so far. It, it was great. It was um, great. <laughs> But it's it's been really hard to juggle, I guess, especially with, like, vet bills. Like, I just took her to a specialist because her skin has, like, issues. It was, like, a 400 some dollar like, vet visit. Oh. And I would just wanted to cry because I also just had to get a new car because, you know, the whole thing of my car. And it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot. I don't think I was really prepared to get a puppy. But I also wouldn't give her away, so... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So how have you, like, are you still overwhelmed by this, like, new thing? Or are you starting to learn how to balance it better? I'm getting used to it. Whenever I first got her, I cried for, like, a week and a half straight. Like, didn't do any, like, I wasn't eating. I really wasn't sleeping. Anytime I was just sitting down, like, I would just start crying. And I was like, why are you doing this? (laughs) Um, But we definitely had to learn each other. Because now, like, she knows, like, whenever I need to sleep, like, we got to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's It's been a lot to juggle, but it's it's going a lot better than what it had been. How'd you – how'd, how'd that change go? We just had to get into a routine. Routine. Which was also good for me because I feel like she holds me accountable. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes if I'm feeling lazy and, like, don't want to, like – go for a walk or like do anything like physical like Mm -hmm. I have to because we live in an apartment Mm -hmm. and she has to go outside Mm -hmm. so I feel like she like holds me accountable for a routine and like if we get past like seven o'clock she wakes me up I'm like beautiful thanks for that yeah (laughs) so it's kind of nice to have her as like an alarm clock Mm -hmm. in a sense do you like did you like sleep in before were you like sometimes not really I'm more of a morning person like I'll be in bed like early and wake up early yeah do you have like a like a little morning routine now that you like have to get yeah, up early? Yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? First, I have to go pee. Yeah, that was really that's... hard. That was really hard at first because she had to go pee, and I was like, I'm about to pee my pants. Like, like I, I have to go pee. first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So like, obviously, go pee, but then I immediately have to take her outside. Like, I can't like get ready or anything. She immediately has to go out, and then like as soon as we get back inside, that's my time to get ready, and she'll sleep for like another like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really helpful if I'm, like, doing my makeup or something so she's not, like, on top of me. Yeah. Um, and we always cook breakfast, which is new. I don't normally eat breakfast, but I have been. She gets, like, little testers sometimes. <laughs> and she loves it. Um, but a routine has been really helpful, especially for, like, studying. Like, she has to be on a routine so she can nap. And whenever she naps, then I can study. And it's like, oh, I feel like a mom. Like, that's a, that's the best way to describe it. You're like, a dog really mom. Feel like a mom. You are. And, like, she goes to daycare and stuff. And, like, so, like, I know, like, I'm going to be busy, like, Saturday because I'm going to, like, a Doherty. 
So it was like, okay, she has to go to daycare from like seven to 12 and then I have to plan out the whole thing um, just so she stays in a routine. Yeah. But it's good. How do you feel like eating breakfast in the morning now? I, it makes me feel a lot more energized. Like normally whenever I go to like, I have a morning lab and whenever I go there, I'm normally dying. Like my eyes water, I'm like <laughs> yawning the whole time and I don't want to be there. But I feel like since I started eating breakfast, I'm like a lot more awake and like my attention span is a lot better. Because mm-hmm. my professor would talk and I'd be like, I don't really care. But now I do care a bit more, nice. <laughs> which is helpful. But yeah, I've never been a breakfast person. I don't. I think you try and eat breakfast. I try so hard to eat breakfast. I eat some form of breakfast every morning, but like this morning, for example, I ate like a protein. I ate a Ninja Creamy like protein Ooh. ice cream before bed last night, and okay. it was like right before bed. And I normally gotcha. not that I really try to, but I normally don't eat like immediately before I go to bed. I immediately before I went to bed and this morning when I woke up, I was just like not hungry at all. But I was going to the gym first thing in the morning. Gotcha. So I was like, so you had to I need to have something. something. But I literally could only make it like halfway through my breakfast. In the past, though, I would have sat there and like forced myself to eat the rest of the breakfast. But this morning I was like, no, like I can't like this feels good for now. And like instead of forcing myself to eat it because I felt like I had to, I like was like, this is OK, but I'm going to kind of not go crazy at the gym well it's good to know your limits yeah. too for like food especially mm-hmm. or so you're just not gonna feel well and right. your workout's not gonna be right good. like <laughs> overstuffing yourself before you go lift like not, i probably no would have like idea. <laughs> thrown up or something like yeah. no so yeah it's definitely a matter of like listening in but i do definitely notice like the mornings on the weekend where i'll like sleep in and like oh, yeah. not be cooking breakfast right away like then i struggle to eat until even later because not only do I not feel like cooking, but true that, yeah. like, hunger point has kind of passed. Well, and I don't know about you, but, like, mentally, like, if I sleep in, not a great day. Like, as soon <laughs> yeah. as I sleep in, like, mentally, it just feels, like, bleh and, like, I wasted, like... It feels like I'm behind. Ex- I, yeah, like, I wasted time and then I'm just mad at myself for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm a morning person, too, so I totally get yeah. where you're coming from with that. I was so surprised that you texted me at 7. I was like, she's already awake. Nice. <laughs> Well, most days I have an 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No. I have an 8 a.m. And then, like, I work on That's Tuesday, Thursday. And I go to the gym before that. So, like, gotcha. I, have to, I have to leave my house by, like, 7.30 every day. That's such a good, like, routine to be it's in It's nice, now. actually. Because, like, do you find yourself sleeping in on the weekends at all? Sleeping in for me is, like, 8. Okay. 8.30. That's, that's how it <laughs> so is So, I for do. Us like, too. I don't set an alarm on the weekend, but I still wake up bef- usually by, like, 8 30 9 o'clock at the very latest yeah. like no, it's rare that. for me to wake up and see like 10 15 i'm like oh, whoa God. i, I must have been tired oh, no. <laughs> my sister's the kind that can sleep in until like 12 o'clock like in the I, afternoon and yeah it makes me anxious i know i'm like, I'm like but my my sister's the same but she also stays up pretty late yeah that's so like she is, but so i can't I get, I get so tired at night but i guess that's because we're waking up early. you wake up early yeah. you have a long day too, yeah. though, especially with like work and like going to the gym yeah so speaking of that i know you're like super involved around campus yeah what give us a rundown of like all the stuff you're part of um i'm in phi chi which is a pre-medical fraternity so all the healthcare people are in that that takes up a lot of my time. I didn't realize, like, Greek life was going to be like that. Because mm-hmm. it's not, like, 
social Greek life. It's more like academic, but it's still like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a part of Nursing Students Without Borders. I'm actually the treasurer for that. that org, and I love it so much. I've been a part of it since I was like my spring semester freshman year. So it's been a while. <laughs> But I love it a lot. It's a great way to get involved with, like, first years. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm also a part of a couple of different orgs. So, like, I'm a part of, the, like, the Planned Parenthood, like, org at JMU. That's cool. I didn't and even know you had that. Yeah. And then the Students Against Sexual Violence I'm a part of. Nice. I'm a part of Latinx Student Alliance, which is where a lot of my social life comes from. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of, like, such good friends and like people like I'm sure I'll talk to you like for the rest of my life in LSA because like the school's pretty white so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice knowing like some of us have like similar backgrounds just because of like where our parents are from mm-hmm. where are you your parents from so my mom's white so I'm mixed but my dad is Peruvian and Chinese okay yeah cool. yeah it's a, it's a fun mix yeah and I don't I wasn't really in contact with like my culture at all until I came to JMU and found LSA because I grew up in Loudoun County you you're not like from here but Loudoun County is just so like white and I grew up like on the very white side of town like in high school I think we had like four people that were Asian and like even less people that were like African-American and it was just like sad like Mm. everyone is like this you're either like kind of like more conservative or you're very like come from a wealthy family and like you're just used to how things are Mm -hmm. so uh, I didn't really fit into either of those obviously (laughs) um so it was kind of nice to find like my place here through LSA Mm -hmm. how'd you find out about like the clubs that you're part of I feel like JMU has so many orgs that like it's hard it's so it's so overwhelming to like go to student org night and see like 200 tables set up and you're like what in the world like, how do you, how did you find the things that you're part of? So, like, the nursing, like, NSA, too, like, um, nursing student, like, association, everything's, like, by word of mouth. Like, if you know someone who's, like, the same major as you, they can give you pointers for, like, where to go. Student org night made me so anxious. Very like, you, I walked into, like, the, I think it was, like, Con, yeah, Condo Combo. Center. And I was, like, just so overwhelmed. You know, I was, like, brand new to campus. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, what is this? And I was so scared. And some things I found out, honestly, through Duke's Weekly, which is our, like, JMU, like, newspaper. Mm-hmm. That's how I joined, like, the JMU's, like, Honor Council was because I just found it on there and, like, applied. And it's just – it looks so good for, like, resumes. Your and, list is still going. Yeah. Okay, so there's- <laughs> NSA, Honors Council. Do we have more in this? Uh, are you safe rides no no you, you strike me as a safe ride you know I really want to apply it and I really want to be an OPA <laughs> next year but that's like that's a lot of like school spirit. how do you find time to do like all of these things on top of school and work and being a dog mom it's so some things are new like Winnie I just got her over the summer mm-hmm. and I am part-time and I knew like I was going to be part-time so that's also why I got her then to like, mm-hmm. have her train her and everything I will say I haven't been as involved this semester like on campus mm-hmm. as I normally am which is upsetting because normally I feel like I'm on campus from like whenever I get there until like dinner time mm-hmm. and then I leave mm-hmm. but 
it's it's difficult i have like an agenda it sounds so silly <laughs> i have an agenda and i plan out you do like days. a like a pen to paper agenda yeah okay so i have one I have like a google calendar i'm like yeah. religious i live by that no and like my mom's like if it's not on the calendar it doesn't happen yes so my like, mom i grew up the same way like my mom was like put it on the calendar yeah like we had like a family happen. calendar we have that in too. the kitchen yeah oh that's so beautiful they make them like over the phones now like we have one called like cozy and all of us get notifications if we put something in it that's cute yeah it's beautiful because i'm like oh dad don't forget about your haircut yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> um and i have like a pen to paper like agenda and then I also have a couple of them on my phone I don't want to forget something or like be late yeah anywhere but it's difficult so you talk about your family a lot when we're together at least have you (laughs) do you consider yourself like a family oriented person yeah have you always been that way yeah why the I think hesitation got, i think i've gotten way more like family oriented as i've gotten older because i think you appreciate your parents yes. Yes. a lot more and like i didn't realize what like my grandparents or like my grandma specifically did for like us to be like in this situation for me to be here mm-hmm. and like i just have so much more appreciation than i did like in middle school or like in high school because like in middle school, like you have Mean Girls, and like you're trying to figure out like where you are like mm-hmm. as a human, mm-hmm. and it's kind of difficult. But I'm very family oriented, mm-hmm. and I helped like parent like my other two siblings. What's the age gap between you and your siblings? So I'm 20. Okay. Yeah, I'm 20. Okay. <laughs> and my okay. sister is 12. Okay. And my brother's nine. Okay. So it's a very big age gap. Yeah. So I was 12 when my brother was born. And I didn't really care because I was, like, old enough to, like, didn't really affect me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But I definitely appreciated him a lot more as I got older. Um, like, taking them to, like, football practice and, like, volleyball practice or, like, volunteering at the book fair, like, whenever I'm home. Like, I love being there for that and, like, mm-hmm. going to, like, PTO meetings. Like, like <laughs> Yeah, I... I love it, and I love seeing, like, all their friends grow up because yeah. this is the only home that they have known is, like, where we live at right. home. So they've grown up with all of their friends, which yeah. I'm jealous of. I went to three different elementary schools. Oh, so, like, I never got to, like, What was that like? I grew busy. up in the same really? place. Went to the same, like, my... Like, elementary school to, like, So, like, school? kindergarten through eighth grade, okay. one building in wow. my town. And there was, like... That's a lot of different Less than 100 of us. in a building. Yeah. But, like, my graduating class in eighth grade was, like, less than 100, I think. Really? Yeah. So then I went to a regional high school. I, I'm from a small, like, farm town. So yeah. then I went to a regional high school, and that was, I believe, six different towns that okay. came to the one high school. But even my graduating class of high school was under 200. Wow. So – very small everyone kind of knows everyone it's similar in the sense of like there wasn't much diversity in my town yeah but i don't have the same experience sibling wise because my sister and i are a little over two years apart yeah so you guys are kind of close we're pretty close like we we you know when we're home her school system is different than ours like we have the semesters they have a quarterly system okay gotcha so we don't always get to see each other during breaks because they don't always line up 
But when we do, like, I feel like... Does she still get all of her breaks, though? Yeah, they still I get... I don't know how a quarterly system works. So it's, like, it's kind of like um, how it was in high school. You, like, you go year-round, but, uh... like... And then you're... Like, she has, like, three months on and then... Okay. Gotcha. A month off or something Interesting. Like that. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But anyway, she also goes to school in the city, so, like, it's totally okay, different. Gotcha. I went, I went like, rural Virginia, <laughs> and she went, like city she's in philadelphia so oh wow okay yeah yeah that's very different yeah so back to your siblings raising them like when did you start to care pretty much about like Mm, your relationship with them i think like right before i got a car because like that was when i could actually start helping like my mom and like my dad out Mm -hmm. like i remember like going to high school and like people would make fun of me because i had a car seat in my car because silly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it was always helpful my dad works a lot he's an air traffic controller so he's always like doing something like mm-hmm. right now he's in florida i think <laughs> <laughs> no idea um so my mom and i help each other out a lot especially mm-hmm. when it comes to kids and like scheduling and stuff like that because it's hard you know like i don't give my mom enough credit but like yeah. She does so much for all of us, and she doesn't really do anything, like, for herself. Moms are so superpower, like, And you're are. close to your mom, too. Yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah, I started to care whenever I got a bit older and appreciated that my siblings weren't ever going to leave, you know? Like, if anything happens to, like, our parents, like, it's just us. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of cool and, like, weird that you and your sibling are the only one that have, like, the same parents. Right. So they're the only ones that can really understand, like, your upbringing. And, yeah. Like, traditions and, like, stuff like that. And I just – I've started to value that a lot more. And I tell my parents everything. Like, my friends or boyfriend are always like, did you really tell your mom about that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, Obviously. Why would I not? <laughs> Sometimes my mom's like, you didn't need to tell me that. No, like, I'm like but, but I did. Like, who else am I going to no, like, I tell my dad about things, like, I probably should not, <laughs> like, we, I just went off birth control recently, and I was, like, debating, like, with him about what I should do, like, with my life uh-huh. about it, and he was like, Emily, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, like, I, what, I, mm. <laughs> and I was like, I just wanted you to know, like, yeah, like, thanks for that, <laughs> so, yeah, we're very close, which I'm really grateful for, um, I'm not super close with, like, a lot of my extended family but the people that live inside my home are my family mm-hmm. and I love them mm-hmm. and that's also why I couldn't go to school like I know you're from Jersey so I can't imagine going to school like that far away from like my parents I think I'd have a really tough time adjusting yeah I kind of like it <laughs> I kind of like it not in the sense of like my parents and I I feel like we have a good relationship <clears throat> like my dad, my mom, my stepdad, I feel like we all have a pretty healthy relationship and that's what makes me feel like okay with leaving because I know that like even if I'm five and a half hours away from home, like we have a good enough relationship where like if I needed them to be here, like they would be here in five and a half hours. So it's like I still have that sense of security of like I know my parents would do anything for me. So it made me feel okay with leaving home. Okay. But it is, like, it's kind of hard, like, this fall break, like, it would have been nice to go home. I could have really used a hug from my mom. But, like, we only had five days off, and, like, two of those days would have been spent with me driving. Yeah. And in those three days, 
it I would have been trying to see so many people and do so many different things that it wouldn't have been a break. See, that so sucks I stayed. about like not being close to right. Like I can't. Like sometimes, like I'm like, oh, I'll go home for dinner and like come back like <laughs> afterwards because it's only like an hour and a half. Yeah, but you're strong to be able to do that. I don't think I could do that. Thanks, man. <laughs> it's definitely taught me a lot of like independence because there's been yeah. things that I'm like, usually I'm like, Dad, can you like put wiper fluid in my car? Like I've it's not difficult, but I've learned how to do that myself. I've yeah. learned how to replace my windshield wipers. Like, yeah. okay, these... that's difficult. Replacing windshield wipers, dude. Those little hook thingies. Like, yeah, who designed I don't that? Get it. Who designed it? Ah, <laughs> oh. okay. So, have you had any being like the oldest by that much? Has there been any challenges with that? Yeah, I was a really good kid for my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my sister specifically has had a tough time being like the quote unquote like good kid for my parents. So some things like you have to parent differently for every kid. Mm-hmm. Not all kids are the same and you can't have blanket rules for all of your kids, at least in my opinion. And so some things they've had to adjust and tweak and do differently with her. And then she gets frustrated with me mm. because She's like, well, just because I'm not like Emily, like you guys are doing different things. And it's it's really kind of strained like her and I's relationship. Mm. And like there's been a lot of trust that has been broken between her and I, like whatever reason. Right. You know, sisters, right. butt heads, everything. Yeah. And I, I would be grudges. lying if I said me and my sister didn't go through it. We've been through it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also kind of waiting for the point for her to kind of mature a little bit yeah. more. So her and I can be like, like you and your sister are like close enough. To, yeah. Like, I want her to come visit for, like, a weekend. It definitely changed, too, like, when my sister got older. Like, even when we were both in high school together, we would drive to school together, and, like, we were close and stuff. But then when I went to college and she was still in high school, it was kind of weird because she still had her normal life at home, and then I would come home and I would, like, disrupt Disrupt, it all. Disrupt, like, their normalcy. The entire routine, like, I was there, like, disrupting it. Yeah. Um, But then it kind of changed again when she left for college okay and is she a freshman she's a sophomore this year yeah so we there's like two school years between us um but yeah it's it's different now because she kind of understands what it's like to like come home and like yeah you you know that you're disrupting the routine and you're trying your best not to but like also you're trying to fit in where you remember you belonged last time you came I feel home. like that's also really difficult, though, is able to go home and get into your routine. But yeah. everyone else has already found their routine without yeah. you. It's so hard to find it's a weird. routine when you go back home. Yeah. Like, I feel like for the summer, I went home with this mindset of, like, being so ready to, like, get back into my own routine. I got home and, like, it stuck for, like, a week. But then after that, there was so many other things going on that, like, I just needed to adjust to my environment instead of trying to go in with this, like, yeah, I think you definitely have to make it work, especially when you have, like, other factors, like your family or, like, things around town or, like, friends you want to go see mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's a lot to juggle within a break, like yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. like, when I go home, since it's so far and I don't go home that often, yeah. it's, like, I'm, like, on a timeline and I'm, like, okay, like, I need to fit all these things in. Yeah, that's stressful. And then I come home and I'm, like, or, well, home. I come back to like Virginia okay. and I'm, like, damn, like, I need a break. <laughs> I need a break from my break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to talk about one more cool thing you did. Okay. All right. You organized a march back oh, yeah. in Harrisonburg in May. Yeah. Tell me about this whole thing. Um, so 
we organized a march. It was like um, students against sexual violence when Roe versus Wade got overturned. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really devastating to me and I'm sure a lot of other women Mm -hmm. and everyone. Um, And I was devastated because of my siblings, honestly. Like I thought if anything should happen in the future with like my sister or myself, like I want us to be able to have that option. And I don't want anything to be taken away from what could be on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really devastating. And it was actually a whole bunch of orgs. It was like us and a couple other people. And then we also like broadcasted it to all the other orgs because hopefully women are in a bunch of orgs. And mm-hmm. we wanted to get as many people as possible to do this march. And we had a councilwoman come and she like walked with us. We walked all down Harrisonburg holding signs that basically – there were so many different signs. Like, there were some that were, like, bands off our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, mine had a bad word in it. It's okay. Um, you can say it. But it said public cervix announcement. Fuck off. Yeah. Because it just, it just kind of hit, like, close to home, I guess. And, like, within this march, we walked to City Hall. And we had, like, a megaphone thing. And people could share, like, their stories on why they thought, like, abortion should maybe be the option for some people mm-hmm. um and it's okay hit it again it's okay we're good you're good <laughs> sorry <It's laughs> okay. one thing that you said don't do <laughs> um so people were able to share their stories like through the megaphone and i mean everyone it was so like moving because at one point like we had music playing and everyone was just like crying Mm -hmm. because we're like it is like 2022 and like this is our reality and people were sharing stories about how like they had to get like an abortion like in high school and like it saved their life like that's why they're in university now because they didn't have a child to care for and they weren't financially emotionally like mentally ready to have Mm -hmm. a kid and like, yes, I'm I'm pro-choice, and that may not be for everyone, and that's okay, but hearing these stories from, like, my peers or someone, like, in my org, like, was just shocking to me. Mm-hmm. It's um, powerful to hear people's stories. Especially because, like, I'm like, I know them. Like, that's yeah. their story, and it just, I couldn't fathom, like, number one, being in that position, but also having to go through, like, the government and the Supreme Court, like, overturning this law that kind of protected them in the Mm -hmm. past and I just it was so sad and we had people like honking at us on the street because they were cheering us on Mm -hmm. we had people yelling at us because they were not cheering us on Mm -hmm. and it was really moving you know we had like and it wasn't just women like we had everyone come out and we all wore green and it was just really moving to be able to walk down like campus and we walked all across like Forbes area mm-hmm. and like all downtown. And it, it made me feel like I was really like doing something yeah. about it. Yeah. Which was really and so just like crying to my parents about yeah. it, it I was actually doing something. Yeah. yeah. I I had a similar I went to the march in DC. And I would have loved to do that. It was something very out of character for me. I'm not really? one to pay attention to really, like, I feel guilty saying it, but, like, I don't pay attention to the news. I don't really pay attention to, like, the big scale things because 
the things that make the headline are, are majority of the time negative things and it's I just depressing. don't want to no, feed that. I get it. Me. So I try to avoid it, but this was something I actually in high school I took um AP history okay. and at the end of history we got to paint a ceiling tile. And okay. my ceiling tile was Roe v. Wade. Really? And I, I put a quote on there and like I painted like all I painted this whole ceiling tile. Yeah. And I just like that was a huge it, you were supposed to be painting like a moment in history that you thought was really like significant and meaningful. Yeah. And that's what I painted. And I think then you when did that. Yeah. in my a couple years later, like it gets overturned and I was like, how? Like how? Like this was such like a crucial moment in history. And like even then it resonated with me. And I was like, I am kind of old enough to like at least like be part of the group yeah. that's trying to voice something in a way that's like productive. So me and my best friend from home, we went to, she came down here, we went to DC, we like painted signs and did like all the things. So was it was it? also yeah. really powerful. Um, there were, it was the stories really like that you hear and the people, like the energy of the people around you, because it doesn't really matter like what your background is or where you come from. You're, you know you're there for like the same cause oh yeah and then like mid-march it started downpouring like torrential downpouring soaking wet and it was just but it was like it didn't change it like everyone kept i feel like that kind of adds to it yeah it made it feel like very dramatic but like it was so cool it was it was a good really good experience i'm really yeah that sounds great i wish i could have gone to like a bigger one yeah i that must have been so like I, wow, it was yeah. really cool to be in a group of people who were just all there for the same reason and trying to do it in a good manner and like it doesn't really matter I feel like what your belief is if you can find something to be a part of where you feel heard and yeah. surrounded by people you don't feel so alone in your belief yeah so that's I think, fair yeah um but yeah that was cool and it's really cool that you got to be a part of like leading something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, I just felt like I was doing something yeah. real, which I feel like we don't do a lot yeah. as like college students. Um, but it was honestly really neat. That's one of like my highlights of like last year. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to have like a councilwoman there and there was like a broadcaster and like all these other things mm-hmm. that added to it and like you said the stories make such a difference like Mm -hmm. knowing like someone beside of you like in like your psych 101 class like could have been this could have been their story Mm -hmm. and it's just it's crazy to me and I'm still baffled about the whole thing and I'm glad that we did walks and marches and stuff like that because you have a voice now especially now that you're older and Mm -hmm. you can vote like Mm -hmm. This is if you want something to happen with society, you have to do something. Yeah. Everyone has the power to make some kind of change, but you have to do something to make any change. Exactly. Okay. Are you ready for one last thing before we finish? Yeah. Okay. If you could go back to freshman year and give freshman Emily a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Freshman in college, correct? Freshman in college. (laughs) Um, It's okay. I was always that person that had like a five, 10 year plan. And whenever I first got to JMU, I literally had my classes planned out like per semester up until my junior year. Wow. 
yeah because makes me anxious to not um blame my mom for that one (laughs) she's very like ocd and like she controls like her thing and she likes to know what she's doing and i admire her so much for that but i wish i could just tell myself like number one like things happen Mm -hmm. and like number two like that's okay yeah like my five-year plan right now is so far out the window (laughs) like (laughs) i'm not abiding by any of it and it's okay um sometimes i think we just have to take a deep breath and realize like it's gonna be fine like at the end of the day like you're here you're breathing like you're Mm semi-happy like it's it's good Mm -hmm. you know and tomorrow's a new day to get closer to what you want but if things don't go your way like it's it's okay (laughs) and i just feel like i needed someone to tell me that Mm -hmm. as i was like stressed and crying and college isn't for everyone I found it really difficult, like, academic-wise, because I'm not, like, a strong test taker. There's classes, like, I didn't do well in, and it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid in high school that had, like, a four-point, yeah. like, one-two yeah. or something. So it was a big, like, shock factor that I, I literally got, like, a D in a class. Me too. And I was like, what? Dude, I'm the same. It was hard to come to college because, I'll, like, not to sound like, you know, but, like, high school and middle school were, like, Kind of easy. They're so, so like, easy compared to a university. Now you come here and I'm like, wait, like, I have to figure out how to study. Like, yeah, I okay. still don't think I know how to no, study. No, and people don't talk about, like, how to study is such a big part of figuring it out yeah. in upper education. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't, st- I don't know about you, but I did not study in high school. I just kind of, yeah. I, I really struggle to study now. I would, I would be lying if I said I, like, sat down and studied. Like, I really don't. It's really difficult, and I think it's really difficult to keep your attention span, and I kind of blame technology. Totally. Because, oh, it's so bad. I can't much, even, like, I, I struggle don't, to watch I, a movie. I'm not kidding. Without, like, picking up your phone. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, because we're used to the, like, minute to three minute, like, TikTok videos. Well, I also heard on your first or second, it was either the intro or the first podcast, uh-huh. that you don't go on your phone in the morning i do try to do that and i love that that's something like i've tried to start doing and it's crazy like it's just it's it's made a big difference and like you don't have to like yes we have that technology yeah you don't have to be on it all the time and the biggest thing for me was like why am i looking at someone else's life before i even think about my own see i feel like you should say that louder because I feel like <laughs> nobody, especially our age or younger, like my siblings and stuff, like they don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. And it's crazy that we get so invested, almost creepy, that we get so invested in like other people's lives, but take a second and like live your own for right. Oh, I love it. That's such good advice. That's insane. Such good advice How- to little Emily. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, that's what I wish I could go back and tell myself because I think if like freshman Emily saw me now, I'd be like screaming and be like, what are you doing? Like, with your, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I also think it's something you have to learn like when you get older, like things don't go as planned. Like that's why it's life. Things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. That's my advice. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime. And everybody else, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time on In Moderation. Bye. Bye.